Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. And today my guest is old friend of the show and friend of mine, Dave Buttonface, owner of 5150. And we have no agenda whatsoever. We just got together to kind of shoot the shit and discuss all sorts of things going on in the world and the United States. And Well, you can kind of guess what we talk about, but I will give you a hint. We talk a little bit about Dave Batista and Chet Hanks, who is the son of actor Tom Hanks and their matching tattoos. That's Dave and Chet, not Dave and Tom. So you're going to have to listen to get where we're going with this. All right. New episode of Streaming Service and Chill coming very, very soon, where we discussed Hobbs and Shaw. But enough about Hobbs and Shaw. Got to get to my supporter. Thank you real, real quick. The Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive in lovely Soldotna, Alaska. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook, as well as their website, the Iron Asylum Gym, AK. Com. The website is currently stocked with t-shirts, hoodies, hats, duffel bags, booty shorts, as well as many, many more items and local brands like Loved AK. With free shipping on orders over $100, their website again is theironasylumgymak.com. Call 907-953-4720 for more information. Next up to bat is Red Run Cannabis Company. Located on the Kenai Spur Highway, they are the growers of fine cannabis, the makers of fine concentrates, and the brewmeisters of hashate, as well as their new honey sticks. They carry flour from your favorite cultivators, including Bob's Morning Bear, Warner Brothers, Greatland Ganja, Tundra Jane, as well as products from Lady Grey, who are the makers of fine cookies, breath mints, ice cream, and now... Birch syrup. So you can throw some on some pancakes or whatever recipe you have that calls for birch syrup and just get creative. Maybe make some ice cream or something. They also carry products from fireweed extracts, baked Alaska, glacier gummies, Momo's Bakery, and many, many more. They also carry CBD products from Frontier CBD. Red Run carries CBD lotion. So if your skin is raw from all of the washy-washy and the hand sanitizer just pulling all the good stuff from your skin get yourself some cbd lotion all right be sure to check out their website redruncannabiscompany.com for more information as well as weed maps for their current menu all right next up is 5150 located in the heart of soldatna they are your home for american-made cbd vape products from brands like naked and blue label uh, and under the current situation, I don't think you even have to get out of your car to get what you got to get. You just call them and they come out and they take your order and you get to move on. Seems pretty simple. All right. AK-49 slash Bang Muay Thai slash Mountain Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu located on the, not on the, in the Peninsula Center Mall. Your coaches are still available for coaching, but their methods and training may be modified just a wee bit. For more information, you can find AK-49 Martial Arts on Facebook, as well as at AK-49 Martial Arts on Instagram, and they can give you the lowdown on everything that is going on. All right, right now, last before, uh, last but not least, one of our supporters who's on fire right now. They're doing everything they're supposed to be doing. They're firing on all cylinders and selling a whole bunch of German comfort food. It is the Schnitzel Bomber, located on the corner of K Beach and Poppy, rated 5 out of 5 on Facebook. The special this week is, I, I couldn't tell you, but everything they make is special, so 
you know, get over there during this lockdown or since we're coming out of a lockdown, nonetheless, get over there, enjoy it. I know they're crazy busy, so I would recommend calling in your order. That way they have it ready for you for pickup. They also have gift cards. So if you're gonna want one of those $5 mashed potatoes, uh, shank a schnitzel and sauerkraut Sundays, but you don't have a burning desire to hang out behind a car and all the other beautiful people who may or may not have just discovered the gloriosity that is the schnitzel bomber, you don't have to do that. You can call ahead. They'll have it ready for you, and you can just slide through. You don't even have to talk to Vinny and Jess. You can just get your, your schnitzel or your special or whatever it is that you are getting and get going. All right, now for those of you that may or may not have heard, uh, Jesse, not Jesse, sorry, Vinny of the Schnitzel Bomber had to be rushed to the hospital today because he accidentally chopped off his thumb. And they were able to reattach it, and he's back at work, which is pretty impressive. He gained, uh, he gained all his functionality back. In fact, it's kind of weird. They put it on backwards, so he has some extra mobility, but there are just things he can't do like he did before. Like, I don't know if he'll ever necessarily be able to hold the knife the same, but clearly the way he was holding a knife was not working for him, especially if he's chopping his thumb off. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see what the future holds for Mr. Vincent of the Schnitzelbomber. All right, by the way, if you live on the Kenai Peninsula, I've got a food recommendation for you that I didn't think I would ever be giving, but I'm grateful that I'm able to give it. Ladies and gentlemen, The Maverick has some bomb-ass chicken wings. If you are a fan of chicken wings, and I am a fan of chicken wings, I love chicken wings. They are their own food group. I love them. The Maverick, one of the ultimate dive bars in the state of Alaska. It's been in the state of Alaska since before there was a state of Alaska, has chicken wings, and they're fucking delicious. All right, if you like chicken wings, call in. They do curbside pickup. You don't even have to go in because I don't think you can go into the bar at this point, but they will bring it out to you, and they are delicious. They also give you celery. So there you go. You got chicken wings, you got uh, celery, and they have blue cheese for your chicken wings. What else can you ask for besides more chicken wings? And you can do that. Just get a second order. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very, very much for your time. Without any further ado, Cannabis Warning. And then, Dave Buttonface. As per 3AAC 306.360, Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, License 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, a License 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, License 5A. One nine three seven two five four five five Kenai Spur Highway one two one five six Kenai Spur Highway Kenai Alaska nine nine six one one. By the way, we are uh, we're recording. We're up right we're, now. We're live already. We're, yeah. Ooh, shit! Look at us go. We're just getting in it. It's been a hot minute. It has been a hot minute. There's been a lot going on. There's uh, been since... a shit ton in this world going on yeah. here and everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where to start? Um, well, let's, let's start off with life. How today's life, the 27th, 28th? Today is the 27th, Monday. 
All right, so we're in, like, I guess day 27 of our, our state's actual quasi-lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been following that. So what has that meant for you as a, as a business owner? It has been hard. Um, we've been doing curbside pickup, which has been good because we still stay open. It just means we go to the parking lot. We've just been selling less devices because people can't come in and... Take a look at what they want. Well, when they're coming in to buy a bottle of juice, they're like, oh, it's a cool new mod. They should get it. If they can't come in and sell a new mod, they just ask for their juice. They're not seeing what we have new, so it's not a chance to upsell. So when it comes to that, like, how do you let your customers who you know are into new mods know that you've got new mods if you can't bring them in to, to show them to them? Well, I tell them at the car. Um, the question is, do my employees tell the customers we have new mods in display case when they go out to the car and they ask for juice? Probably not because they're alcoholics. Um, so, with that being said, like, what have you what have you seen an increase in as far as sales wise? Because uh, I hate to call it like vices, but but we're talking about vice sales. I know cannabis sales have been up. Um, um, I'm sure liquor sales have been up. My sales have been down. Okay, what down, do you, what not do you not a lot, is? but down a little bit because they can't come in. They can't, you know, scope out the area. Um, but, I don't know, it's, we're still getting sales, we're still doing decent, it's just not been as popping as it was because people aren't working. They don't have money. They're not coming in and buying a $200 mod because, well, they don't have a paycheck right now. And then people getting unemployment, that's helped out a lot. Seeing more rise in unemployment, you know, people coming I ain't got a job, I got my unemployment money, I wanna buy some cool shit. It's like, you could pay your bills. <laughs> So, it's like that when that whole stimulus hit. That money was supposed to help people get their bills caught up and help them. Okay. People blew that shit on TVs. It was the number one selling thing on Walmart.com and Amazon. And TVs that were probably made in China. So it's yeah. like, it's good to know that we're getting back to where we started. It's like, we're going to give you some stimulus. We're going to help you out through these tough times. But you're going to buy a fucking TV because just about everybody is essential. Yes. Um, so it's we're in a really weird we're in a really weird place because we're talking about giving people more money, more money, more money, more benefits, more benefits, more benefits, but nobody's I mean, a lot of people aren't working. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's we're in a weird place because we've got to figure out how we're going to get this country moving into a place where people are productive. We spent the last month where a lot of people have been sitting on their couch not being productive, and that's on one hand, that's fine because I would rather scared people be at home um, than out causing panic. Than out causing panic. The flip side of that is that I think we saw the worst in humanity, at least certainly like in our community, our little small uh, Alaska middle of the woods community. When you start like the COVID nineteen Facebook page, which by the way I got off Facebook because of, because it seemed like people were taking. Uh, the opportunity to either A, knowingly spread really fucking weird information, or um, they were just trying to be the loudest and virtue signal the most while knowing the least. You can learn a lot about our community just by watching people's Facebook posts during this time. I saw business owners uh, shitting on other business owners because they heard something. They're gonna, we're gonna flamethrow the shit out of this local business um, without any actual evidence because someone said that they heard that someone was uh, 
uh, was traveling and might get someone sick or that they hadn't quarantined themselves. Meanwhile, um, the, the so-called folks that are, uh, are are talking heads on the media, like uh, uh, Chris Cuomo of CNN, mm-hmm. he was he was uh he had contracted COVID 19 and he was still going out house shopping and fucking arguing with his new neighbors all right but in the in our local community we just saw people who were scared with a megaphone yep and telling everyone that the end of the world is coming we're all gonna die we're all more or less fucked and that um it's everyone else's responsibility to comfort them. People driving around, judging people for not being terrified. I get it. If you work at a grocery store and you want to wear a mask, you want to wear gloves, fuck, you want to wear a Tyvek suit or some old military mop gear, do what the fuck you want. But don't don't complain about people for being, uh, for not buying into that same fear. Yeah. Alright, because many of us have just kind of accepted that either A, this is going to kill us, or something else is going to kill us, or something else is going to kill us. Um, so there's no sense in being afraid of something that was probably manufactured in a lab um, and actually has a much lower kill rate than um, than was what was certainly what was being reported. Yeah, and see, for me, what's what's worse for me is looking at the broader picture as a business. Okay. okay. Alaska, a large chunk of our economy is based on tourism okay when a large chunk of this country is not working they're not able to now go on vacations the money they had put aside for vacation they now have to use to pay their bills so and alaska still has that bullshit law uh where if you travel outside the state inside the state you have two-week quarantine so let's say Bill's taking Bill and his family on vacation. Are you going to go to Alaska where you have to sit in a hotel room for two weeks locked up with the, with your family before you can then go out and enjoy your vacation, which is usually only two weeks long? So I, I do believe that this is going to be wrapped up by the time tourist season rolls around because I think that it, it has to for a couple of reasons. Temperature is going to go up. People are not going to be cooped up. Now, a lot of people aren't going to have the money that they previously had to go on these vacations, which is a fucking drag. A- it absolutely is. It a drag. sucks because they, they're able to come to a place like Alaska, spend the money, which helps our economy because we were based a lot on our uh, incomes based, our state incomes based on tourism. Then you look at the fact of our other half of our economy is based on oil field, Duh. which has also crashed. So our economy in general has now crashed. And people are like, don't worry, Dave. Your, your, your industry, the vape industry, doesn't, it's not impacted by oil industry or by tourism. Yes, it is, you morons. It's all tied together as an economy. So if we don't have people making oil, they're not working right now. They don't have money to buy vape stuff. We don't have tourists to go to Fred Meyer and buy stuff, which means for money to have their employees you know, get more hours. They don't have money as the employees to come buy stuff. So it all wraps around to where it's about to see a tough time in Alaska. Only thing going for me is as people get more stressed out, they vape more. They dig into their vices, yeah. Yeah, they, they dig into alcohol. You know, they go to, the, go to the, the dispensaries and they start smoking more. It's as you start to get more stressed, you start to spend your money on your vices because that helps you feel better for that few moments. But I'm trying to get my prices down to help out with that so they're not spending the same, you know, big chunk of money they, can't, they were paying. I'm trying to lower my prices down as far as I can to help 
them not spend all their money on their vices, to have money to be able to pay their rent still and still be able to enjoy vaping or whatever else. Now, just for clarification, neither myself nor Dave are personally invested in the uh, the oil companies. However, many, many of your customers are, and many, many of my friends are, yes. are as well. and my friends. I have a lot of them in our oil field that are sitting at home stressing. So we've had uh, we've had oil prices go down to the negatives uh, per barrel. Seven cents a barrel. Yeah. So which means hypothetically, you should I should be able to go across the streets to Soro, fill up my tank, and get at least six bucks back. Yes. Now, one thing people don't realize in Alaska, it costs fifty dollars a barrel to pump that oil or that gas out of the ground. Okay. So when the price per barrel is at let's say thirty dollars, everybody's like, "That's thirty dollars a barrel." That still means those oil companies are losing $20 a barrel to pump it. Yeah, and and if you thought the oil companies didn't give a fuck about you beforehand, they're not going to give uh they're going to give less of a fuck about you when they've got to pay money when it's coming out of their pocket to to pull it out of the ground and it's really costing them money. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know, it kind of throws around because now we're, we're this year for um one of the issues on the um, the ballot is tax credits for oil companies. And if ever there was a case to, to give oil companies tax credits, this is the time. Although I am not a fan of tax credits for oil companies. I'm not a fan of giving the oil companies uh, $3 billion off um, so, that they, so that we get to keep them up here. But at this point, they are one of the bigger uh, employers uh, in, in the area. But... It also shows you that uh, the market was artificially inflated. If it was able to go from what fifty dollars to negative thirty-seven cents a barrel in a couple of days, it lets you know that the market was fake and that everybody had a surplus that they were just hanging out with. Well, also if you think about it, where let's say it goes back to thirty dollars a barrel, okay, and they're losing twenty dollars a barrel, and they're pumping hundred thousand barrels a day. They're losing two hundred thousand dollars a day, or a thousand barrels a day. They're losing two hundred thousand barrels. Two hundred thousand dollars a day. They're losing. How long are they going to lose money before they stop pumping that oil? I mean, they've already uh, cut down the uh, uh, the flow of the Alaska pipeline because we're sitting in a surplus. Well, um, yeah, because of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia and, and the Soviet and, and Russia currently have their their oil war. Um, well, you know what they're doing right now for the oil war, right? What Saudi Arabia decided to do, like. Four days ago, what they do? Dollar a barrel, great. Which them, they're like, we'll still make money, but the rest of the world's like, we can't match that. Like that's that's not possible. And they're like, well, we win. I'm like, hey, love free market, right? Like you can't get mad at them for this. It's part of the world. But I'm looking at it like these companies employ a lot of people up here. A lot of my friends are employed. Uh buy oil companies a lot of my customers are employed and now that this is all hitting these guys that are used to making 95 to 100k a year are now making 24,000 a year on unemployment their bills and of course most of them no disrespect to any of them i love them all they get themselves in a position where their bills are eight nine thousand a month because they're used to making that money now they're getting two thousand a month that new truck's got to go that new harley's got to go all this stuff got to go because they can't afford it. Yeah, there, was, uh, there wasn't a lot of pinching pennies. And that's one of those things that, that I've learned from, from my friends in the oil industry is 
is a lot of them aren't really great at saving money. No. They're, they're good at making it. They're good at working really, really, really hard. They're good at going away from their family for two to six weeks at a time to do that. And I've had friends that during the breakout of this were, were out there and they were doing four or five, six weeks at a time up on the slope. But right now there's no work. Yeah. They're you know they're not doing a whole lot of drilling. The the fire the firemen for the for the, the oil companies they're still working. Uh, the guys that are doing the maintenance on the machinery those guys are still working. But your guys that are doing the drilling, your guys that are are scafflers, are scafflers um, you know, they're uh, the roustabouts. They're not they're not getting picked up like they used to. Um, and see the, I worked on the slope back in the early two thousands. Okay, I was there for quite a while. Um, I worked when it was a lot different than it is now. What I mean by that is when I worked there, Bill, you could start at six in the morning, and guess when you get guess, guess what time you clocked out? When six you were to ten. So tired you couldn't keep your eyes open. I, I remember many a days because up there I worked thirteen weeks straight, came home for a week, went back for fourteen weeks, came back home for four hours, and went back for thirteen more weeks. I was there for like eight, almost nine months straight. But back then, I remember one day, it starts in the morning, at 2 a.m., I was standing at my bench getting stuff all put together. All of a sudden, I remember my eyes starting to blink. I was like, whoa, whoa, I'm tired. Went to my room, slept for four hours, got up, got some food, and went back to work again and did another 20-hour day. What else are you going to do? They didn't care. I had nothing else to do but work. So I'd work and work and work, and I was making good money. Overtime was – they had no question. Nobody questioned it. Now – I have friends go up to the slope and be like, yeah, I work on the slope. Okay, what do you do? I'm a roustabout, okay? You're making less money than the kid at McDonald's. And they're like, no, my paycheck was 2500 bucks for two weeks. Yeah. Then you had two weeks off. That kid in town who's making $1,200, you know, every paycheck, working at a small little job, makes as much as you do. And guess what? He's home every night in his own bed. Getting to steal all the Big Macs he wants. Or he's at home inside of his own wife. Ooh. He's not on the slope. Inside of the roustabout's wife? Or... Ooh, never know. Yo, if you're if you're a roustabout and your wife is banging the guy that From makes sure... Yeah, the guy that makes sure that you have the proper amount of Big Mac sauce on your Big Mac while you're gone for two weeks <laughs> at a time. Uh, she never loved you, bro. See, when I was on the slope... My first like few that are above the door. I'm not so much coming to work for above the door in the in the country I worked for. I was leaving the uh, out the uh, mudroom was a sign. It says, Don't lose your wife, just your turn. And all the guys would walk out and they'd slap that sign. And I refused to do it. And about two weeks in, one of the guys in the crew was telling me and he's like, Yeah, I found out my wife's cheating on me. I was like, damn. He goes, Yeah. So he doesn't want well, gone. What? When I'm home it's my wife. When I'm home, she's with me. When I'm gone, it's my fault for being gone. The next day, I slapped that sign for him. Bow, got you, bro. But I'm like, dude. But me, I was single. I had nothing. I came home, did who I wanted when I wanted, and I left back to the slope to make my money. In the short time that you were home. Oh, yeah. But I had a lot of money to spend. I did a lot of dumb shit with my money. As you should. But now it's different. I can't go up there. Well, let's see. We have families now, right? And so one of, one of the things that I had considered when I got out of the service was I was going to go up to the slope. However, with a with family, with with the kids, it becomes it becomes less of a challenge, or it becomes more yeah. of a challenge. Um, in the military, you were gone for 
uh, six months to a year to where however long you were gone. There were dudes that would go to Korea, and and I can't verify this. Just heard it from stories from guys that did Korea. There was a, a commander up there, uh, and he would ask you to put your wedding ring in sort of like a fishbowl, right? Okay. And then you know this was your this was your freebie. If you put your your ring in the fishbowl, all right, no judgment. You do what you do because in the military, adultery is a crime. Okay, all right. Uh, but if you were caught cheating on your wife and you didn't put your your uh, ring into the fishbowl, you were getting fried. Oh damn! Yeah, because it was like we know who we're dealing with. If you put your ring in here, you just say you accept it and just say, "Fuck it, I'm a man or I'm a woman, and and, and I've got needs." Versus, um, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that I'm better than everyone else and still. Uh, still do the scumbag jerk off shit. <laughs> it, it is what it is. People are going to do what people are going to do, but at the same time, um, you know, you don't have any ownership of that. Like, I, I don't have any ownership of my wife. If my wife were to go out and, and cheat on me, I would just have to deal with the consequences of that, like all of the fallout, all the rollback. But if you are gone for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and uh, you're coming back and forth, man, we all want a little bit of um, regularity, yeah. right? Like, she married you because she expected someone to be there. Now, you're gone half the time. Mm-hmm. Someone else might be there half the time. And you have some spouses that are that are great, that are wonderful. They're going to hold down the fort, and they're going to do their very best. But when you're gone for six months at a time, when you get back, that's a completely different household. That's a completely mm-hmm. different family. Things have changed. Mom is used to doing things a very specific way and running the house, and now you're coming back in there like you're taking over. You've been gone. You don't know what this what this kid's favorite color is anymore. Yep. Yeah. That was. I had a lot of friends that uh, work on the slope, and they, their kids were raised when they were on the slope. And one thing that always bothered me was I asked them like, "How do you feel missing birthdays, missing your kids' first steps, first words?" And they're like, "I'm providing a better living for them, but not having you there." you think is better than having you there and them not having that new Nintendo or not having that big screen TV or not having that 3,500 square foot house? You think you want them in a small apartment but having you there every day isn't as good? And like, you don't understand. No, I think you just want to have that that recognition of, yeah, that big house is mine. That nice new car is mine. That beautiful woman right there, yeah, yeah, she's with me. But you're only there half the time. Like, your kids miss you. When you come home, you want your kids to spend all the time with you, but they have plans. You know, they have dates to go on. They have soccer practice, football practice, all the stuff they're trying to do while you're like, no, no, I'm home now. Cancel all your plans. Spend time with me now. And it's, it, it gets ridiculous. But it's, it's, a different, it's a different mentality being oil field than it is working a day-to-day job in town. I mean, I think, though, it has to be. Like, if you're stuck away from your family for two weeks to, to two months, the things that you have to think about are, like, you're focused in on – on that position, on that job, on, on that thing that you have to do. But it's different because from the military in that um, you end up getting a lot of praise for for being away from your family for two or three weeks. Yep. You're sacrificing your, your time and energy with your family for money when you're doing it for the oil field. Because I don't know anyone, anyone involved in the oil field who is in it because they love the oil companies, right? I know guys that served in the military that really, really love their countries. I never saw a single motherfucker with a Tesoro or a BP tattoo on them, but I saw plenty of dudes with with their Marines or their Air Force, mm-hmm. their Army or, or whatever their sign their their uh, branch 
you know, signif- mm-hmm. uh, sig- yeah, imagery was, that's all tattooed on them. Nobody, fucking nobody, is Have getting Conical a... Conical Phillips tattoo. No, and if you do, you should get punched in the fucking face. It, uh, maybe maybe one or two people do, but they're corporate scumbags and you don't want to know uh, who they are anyway. I'm sure there's one or two politicians that probably have a ConocoPhillips or a BP or some other fucking logo tattooed on their ass. Yeah, because because they, they suck dick to get, the, uh, to get the, the financial support. Not saying any names, but fuck them. Alright? If we were to look at our, our state's politicians mm. and, and, and I've seen this as a meme nationally. Like, you, you want to see who is actually supporting uh, your your candidates, especially when we're in an, in an election year, yep. uh, when, when folks have to run. I want to see who's actually supporting them. Uh, I would love to see that these oil companies that don't pay a lot in taxes, that hire you know, hundreds or thousands of lawyers to keep them from having to pay any kind of tax, and now, now paying lobbyists and paying for politicians' re-election campaigns just just have to wear that fucking t-shirt wear that tattoo uh get that fucking get that bp teardrop on your face because you don't give a fuck let them know you're a g for the queen hey if you to to them it's about that money i don't don't, don't think for the politicians no i think it's a i think for them it's about it's about the uh the illusion of power so you take some of our, our local representatives who are in the uh who are in the state senate Right, okay. the state legislature, they will inevitably always side on the the side of the oil company over the individual because the oil company is what has fed them before they were a politician, uh, and and now that they are retired from from the oil companies, they're still cashing those checks. They've still got their retirement plans that they are taking from the oil companies, and you don't actually see them uh, pull themselves out of um, a conflict of interest. I mean, how many times was it an issue? I, I couldn't even tell you when I was on Sound Off, how many times people call in about this this particular senator has a conflict of interest that they didn't pull themselves from. And when you bring it up to them, they have this sort of politician weasel their way around an answer. They give you a nice, long, non-answer. So you're telling me, let's just make up a name of Gary. Gary. So if Gary was a politician... For our local area. Let's. By the way, for the record, we do have a local politician named Gary. I don't know where this is going. You think that he would side with the big oil field comp- instead of the people that he is supposed to be there and sworn to help? Because if I'm if I'm correct here, Bill. If I'm wrong, let me know. Aren't politicians supposed to work for the people? Mm. That's a misnomer. Okay. All right. So politicians don't actually work for the people. They are. We vote them in. Their job is to represent the people. Okay. Most of them are representing the special interests that actually paid for their campaigns. So if you have um, a senator who is receiving um, a bunch of money from folks that work in the oil industry on behalf of the oil industry, then it's a little bit different than if they are getting money directly from the oil industry. However, if you're getting money from some CEO that uh, lives in Fairbanks or lives in Juneau or lives far the fuck away from you, what vested interest does he have in the Kenai Peninsula? He doesn't. But what he does have is an interest in um, your vote, in your vote, in getting your vote in the first place, and then uh, helping out his uh, his his uh, corporate sponsorship. Because let's be honest. 
all of these guys, especially in a state like Alaska, which is so dependent on the oil fields, um, they're either they're either owned by the oil companies, they're either indebted to them, or um, they're indebted to the native corporations. And I'd much rather my politicians indebted to the native corporations um, because we fucked the we we fucking stole their land anyway. So, so you're telling me politicians are like NASCARs? Absolutely, and and they should be forced to. Uh, where the stamp of whoever is paying for him. For example, um, Senator Murkowski in mm -hmm. Washington. A big part of her election um, came from the native vote. Shit, if we look at um, the Alaska Hip Hop Awards, um, a guy by the name of um, uh, uh, Smoked, something Smoked, he was the, the Alaska Hip Hop Artist um, Male Rapper of the Year. Right, and he said it straight up when he in, in his uh, in his winning of the org. You can't take out the native vote. Like the native vote really, really matters. And so we have Senator Murkowski. Um, cool, good for her. Um, she seems to be mildly independent as a Republican, or at least mildly a Democrat as a Republican. Whatever, not my problem. But we, ha my problem is, is that we have the folks that are actually making the laws that affect the state of Alaska being bought and paid for not by their constituents but by the oil industry and we continue to vote these that, that way because we know them um people continue to vote for don young because they met him once and just imagine don young says crazy shit and that's why we like him that fucking don young's a thousand years old and doesn't know what today is all right um don young is kind of like fucking nancy He's everybody's grandpa. He's just fucking... He's old and he's been doing it for a long time. And I don't know. I, I don't... It ain't broke, don't fix it. So they're just like, leave him alone. It's like, but it is broke. But it, it, but it is broke. It needs and, fixed. And, and we ignore it. We ignore, that the, we ignore that our leadership sucks because most of us don't want to run for office because we don't want to get wrapped up in that bullshit. And I think that, most... This goes a while back. I think most politicians do start off in it trying to better their community or trying to better their you know, what they think is better for the state. And then after a while, the money gets to them. Because I don't care what anybody says, senators and all them are getting money to vote certain ways. And let's say you were a senator, I come to you, hey, Bill, I need you to vote no on this bill. I'll give you 100 grand. You say no. Okay. Yeah, look I at the CBC. The CBC is the Corrupt Bastards Club, <laughs> and that comes from the Alaska legislature. Okay. Um, they were notoriously corrupt. Uh, and we still have folks that are, are uh, holding position that were involved in the Corrupt Bastard Club or were, were, were recently recently resigned. I mean, this thing is going back like 10 years. Um, before uh, before Gary Knopp, there was another cat out of Nikiski, Mike Chenault. Yep. And if I recall correctly, Mike, Sh and I, I could be wrong here. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Mike Chenault was somehow wrapped up in the Corrupt Bastards Club as well. And he just recently uh, gave up his slot. And, and uh, now we have... Uh, uh, Ken Carpenter representing out of Nikiski. Um, it's How's Ken doing good out there. Uh, what's, what's up? Ken doing pretty good out there. Yeah, I don't know. It seems to. I went to one um, one event that he was speaking at. It was a veteran. Uh, it was a, a Veterans Day event, and he was speaking. Okay. Um, and he seems he seems to be a little bit different because he doesn't he doesn't need the the political bullshit, right? Like he he doesn't need to play their games. Whether or not he does, I couldn't tell you. I've never had a conversation with the man. Okay. Um, but he doesn't need to play their games, which I, I'm grateful for. I think we need to have politicians who who didn't spend 20 or 30 years uh, working in the oil fields, working in any particular industry. I don't want a representative who's only ever had like one job. 
Yeah. Right. If you're if your one job has only been with like one corporation or in in one field. I don't want you representing me because I've had a bunch of different jobs mm-hmm. and I've held a bunch of different positions. I don't think that you represent me. You're just used to taking orders from these guys who are still giving you orders. It's um, it's like going from – I wouldn't vote for uh, somebody simply because they served in the military because now this person retired as a lieutenant general. Okay, so they're really good at taking and giving orders. And if they were an officer, they were probably really good at giving orders um, and, and playing the officer game. Yeah. That being said, I don't want I don't want people that are good at playing those kind of industrialized games uh, now playing games with, uh, with, with the laws. education budget, with laws, um, with any of that shit that is going to benefit their buddies. You're supposed to um, not vote on things if they are... Um, if there is a conflict of interest, but nobody actually gives a fuck, and and no one is actually gonna, you know, they'll report it, but nothing's gonna happen. No, nothing happens because they're all buddies. You know, that's why I think what we should do is, if I want to see a time where it goes back to the way it should, where if they're trying to put a bill through or a law through, let the people vote, let the people have the power. Some things people can't have the power of. But some things we should. Like right now with our Alaska, the PFD thing. Give us a PFD, let it vote. If it votes yes, then guess what? Governors, senators, politicians, shut the fuck up and do what people want you to do. Well, we've had people run for office. And and Mike Dunleavy is is our current governor's Mm -hmm. perfect example of that. Now, for those of you out of state, out of country, the PFD is the permanent fund dividend. Now, in the state of Alaska, you don't own, as a citizen, any mineral rights. If you dig in your backyard and you find a gold mine, that's not your gold mine. That gold mine belongs to the state of Alaska. Yep. Um, You don't have mineral rights. That being said... Actually, I don't know if that's particularly no, true. Oil. With oil. Okay, oil, sorry. Yes. Yeah, you can, own, you can own your own gold mine, I guess. Yeah, if you um, find any oil or any major gas deposit under your property, then you just you don't own your property no more. They, well, you own the, the grass and up. But oil. whatever's under there, uh, you might as well. In know. exchange, they give us a percentage of the oil sales. And we accept that. And in the law for that, it states that none of that money can be used for anything political. Now, back about eight years ago, they found a loophole with that. They put that money in an account and used the interest off that money, and they can spend that how the fuck they want. Because they're not spending the money from the PFD. They're earning they're the spending gains. the gains off yeah. it. Which is why right now when people are saying, give the PFD back, they're saying no. Because they enjoy that money sitting in that account, making them money. What a time to be alive. That was, whoever thought that idea, although you're a piece of shit, low life, hats off. I'm going to think that's the box. But if they were doing, I don't know, like, what are they doing with that money? Like, is it just vague budget input? Um, I don't know exactly, but I've heard from a few people that, like, certain politicians get certain bonuses around the same time that the uh, interest gets drawn out of that account. Well, I'm sure they get bonuses from their former employees. I don't know that you can necessarily... I, I don't know. I would have to talk to a state legislature about that. Uh, well, I know that there's, the nowhere, there's nowhere documented where that money goes. It just goes... Somewhere. Somewhere that they don't tell us. It's certainly worth it to ask about that. I have. And what'd you get? I will let you know. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs>
like when I had the guy come in here from the state financing department about my licensing for the vape shop, I asked him where the money from the, uh, uh, hold on, it is the MSA money. Okay. I said, well, where's that going? The guy was like, what do you mean? What is like, the MSA money? Master Settlement Agreement. 1998, Big Tobacco signed a contract with the U.S. government saying if someone gets cancer, they can't sue us in exchange. We'll give you $24 billion in the next 22 years. To cover health costs or whatever? It's supposed to go to health costs, supposed to go to cancer research, supposed to go to anti-tobacco uh, ads, and it's supposed to go to tobacco-free kids, stuff like that. And also, they agreed in that that each state will get 10% of the tobacco sales back monthly. And a lot of states took that money and got loans against it from the government. And now that vaping's taken off, they're defaulting because that money from the tobacco industry is plummeting. So that's why you have states like New York that's freaking out because New York is down $500 million right now. That they, they had to pay the government and they don't have that money because they were expecting to have it from the MSA money, which is now low. But I said, listen, Alaska got $58 million from MSA money last year. That was documented. I seen it, and here's where it goes, yes, and he confirmed. You are correct, Dave. That's, where, that's what we got, $58 million. I said, where did it go? And he told me that $18 million went to tobacco-free kids. I said, okay. And the remaining $40 million? He goes, I don't know. And he has left about going through all the stuff in his laptop, then the websites and all the shit he's part of. And this guy, who is part of the finance department of Alaska, says he's seen where it was removed and didn't know where it went. $40 million missing. And that was four months ago. I emailed him last week. said, hey, any word about that $40 million missing? He wrote back, still looking into it. I don't think he's looking into it. He's just going to tell me that. Or he might be just trying to get rid of a bunch of dead ends and not know where the hell things are at. To be fair, like, that dude came in when? Like, January, February? No, he came in last, probably August last year. August of last year. So, he's had some time to figure it out. That being said, the last month and change has been a little bit tricky. Yeah, and for him, he was just a guy going around checking out licensing. He didn't really know, you know, I mean, he's not the guy that would know for sure all the details about where all that money goes. Yeah, he's just a dude that works for a dude. That's it. Yeah, um... So here's a question for you, man. Um, hmm. A lot of your products, uh, your coils and, and the metals for the coils, uh, they come from China. Do you see yourself like trying to find uh, like an American manufacturer, like an American distributor? Uh, yeah, actually, about ninety-eight percent of all of our juice is manufactured in America. Okay. America actually manufactures well over ninety percent of the juice across the world. But that being said, what about the coils? Now the coils we're talking. The, it, Forgive me if my uh, my understanding of how it works uh, is a little bit off because okay. I'm not much of a vapor. Um, I'm more of a person, not quite a solid, but definitely not a vapor. Okay. Um, sometimes a gas, maybe. Ooh. I don't know. Um, but the vape screen uh, runs across uh, the the juice runs across the hot ass coils and then becomes a vapor that you suck off. Correct. Correct. Okay, so if you are using um, cheaply manufactured uh, metal on those coils, because I don't imagine that um, whoever the manufacturer is in China that's putting together uh, 10,000 feet of coils is trying to make sure that they have the best metals that don't, uh, yeah. Um, I would assume that they that the manufacturers don't actually give a fuck. No. Um, 
are, have you been looking for any any like American manufacturers for coils? Are there any American there manufacturers? There is none. Because if you think about it, a coil I retail for four to five bucks. Okay. There is no way they're gonna have a manu- American manufacturer be able to have the means to make that coil cheap enough to sell it to a distro, so that distro can sell it to me, so I can sell it to my customer and still make money. They're the, over in China. They're paying like maybe a quarter to make that coil, at the most. In America, paying someone to do that, you're gonna pay three bucks for that one coil. And then you gotta sell it to a distro. You have to make you have to make profit on it. So you're going to sell a distro for, let's say, $354. Well, that distro, they have to make profit, too. So you're going to sell that coil for 6 bucks, And I got to get it, ship it up here, and I'm going to sell it for 8 bucks. No one's going to want to buy that $8 coil and get the $4 coil. This exact same coil, just different metal. Now, my wire, for people who build their own coils, I get that from Kidney Puncher. That's all American made. It's American manufactured wire. I do carry that. I do carry certain juices that are like veteran owned, veteran operated, and things like that. I try to find more of the American based, you know, companies that are higher quality standards. But there's, as far as coils for the tanks go, you won't beat China. And mod manufacturing, there is no major, there's no major mod manufacturers in America. There's a few smaller ones that make like regular unregulated mods, like the tube mods and stuff American made. But the problem is when you're getting into making these circuit boards for these mods, in China this mod make cost twelve dollars to make. In America it costs two hundred dollars to make it. So you have people that you have to do cost versus you know quality versus cost. And that's where the vape industry is in a fine line of trying to find the best quality at the best price without making it too expensive for the customer. Do you feel like that's going to change in the, the coming months, in the coming years, with, with what's going on uh, with our relationship with China right now? I don't see it changing too much just for the fact of the cost. Most American-made mods you're going to get for two to $300 at the cheapest. Or you can buy a different mod made in China for 40 bucks. And that $40 mod does the same thing. So, $250 for American made or $40 for China made. It's kind of like your TV, Bill. TVs, they're all made in China. Would you pay two grand for, the, for, for a 50 inch TV? Would you get the same screen quality of a TV you can go to Walmart and buy for $200? We have to, we have, to have some really strong and honest conversations with with who we are as a country mm-hmm. and, and what uh, what manufacturing we're, we're willing to do. Uh, I don't think that Americans necessarily, like generally speaking, Americans don't want to make TVs. No. They, they, wanna, they, they want what they want, but they don't necessarily want to be the ones to manufacture it. They want the things that they want to have, but they don't want to say, you know, oh, this is, and my mom works the, the, the plant that puts it together. Yeah, uh, no. And yeah. that plant doesn't want to pay... Ten dollars an hour to have mom do it when you can go pay someone in China thirty-five cents to do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's, or whatever it is they're paying, like whatever it is that they're actually paying for for those people to make make a television. Mm-hmm. American companies don't want to pay that money. They're they're just kind of they're at where they're at, 
and they're doing what they're doing, but they don't necessarily want to pay what Americans want to be paid uh, to, to put that together. Because then you got to charge American service for American labor, for American parts, something that is completely made in America. People don't want to spend the money. Like, it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that it's quality. True. And then, let's talk about right now. Right now in front of us, we have the microphone. Yep. Is that made in America? Could not tell you. I would bet it's probably not. Probably not. That laptop. <laughs> it's an Apple. It's it's from China. <laughs> it's from China. Everything you can see in here that involves electronics is probably made in China. And with us pissing China off, all this shit's fixing to go away. I don't know that it's necessarily going to go away. We're just going to have to figure out a way to do it ourselves. Well, the problem is, how do you afford to buy that? Let's say this microphone costs Bill 100 bucks. Okay. Chinese made. American made, it's going to cost you 800 well, it's a good thing that I already got my, my $100 Chinese microphone. So if this one fails, are you going to go buy another $100 Chinese one or an $800 American one that both do the exact same thing? See, it's, that's the dilemma. However, that's why we also have eBay. So I can, I can buy my, uh, at least buy my made in China used. Don't have to contribute to the <laughs> And that's uh, the thing the is, the more, we, the more we go to war with China, the more it's going to make Americans realize that we need to not expect as much. You know what I mean? Take less profit, but still be able to have American-made product. Because I guarantee, like, for me, the mods that are made in America are not costing them that much more to make it. But the problem is that manufacturer wants his money. First, China's like, we don't care. We'll take the cheap, and we'll make it cheaper. That's why with the vaping industry, we have a, we have a thing called clones, where you can get an authentic or a clone. They may look identical, but the clone is made of cheaper material, and it's made cheaper in China. And Chinese manufacturers pay people in America to buy an RDA or a tank when it first comes out and send it to them. And when they get it, they instantly find a way to make that cheaper. So let's say the tank costs $40 for an American-made tank. They'll make the exact same tank, but just changing one little thread on it so it's not copyright. And they will then turn around and sell it for 12 bucks. Well, I don't think it really even matters necessarily that there's copyright. So there's... um company called Chan Sneakers uh, okay. out of China and what they do is they sell pirated versions of uh, of sneakers like okay. or Supreme or triple fat goose jackets or you know whatever. fucking Nikes whatever it is that that high budget you know five hundred six hundred thousand dollars for a pair of sneakers they're selling it to you for a hundred like I don't know if we ever talked about the Jesus shoes there is a company that took a pair of Nike Airs filled them with holy water and called them Jesus shoes. So, to be fair, if you get the bootleg ones <laughs> and you have a priest bless them, you still have Jesus shoes because you're walking on water. When I saw the Jesus shoes, I thought, Yeezy has a new sneaker? <laughs> Turns no. out, no, these are Nike. And they're they're retailing for $1,200, but you can get the bootleg for like 110 you can buy the bootleg of Travis Scott Jordans for 120 bucks. You can buy the off-white uh, Nike SB Dunks for 75 or 100 bucks. Your uh, $200 for your $3,000 triple fat goose jacket, um, and it has you know all of the all of the markings that you would get. It doesn't. There's no. Um, there's no fucking intellectual property. Uh, well, what's Lost. funny is in the vape industry, one of the, the first big RDAs to blow up was called the Velocity. Okay? The way they, build the, they did the build deck in it, 
Just so we're clear, you don't mean like when the vape batteries no. would blow up? No, you mean it just like made it, it grew popular. Successful. They made the Velocity RDA. Well, China got wind of it and was like, well, fuck it. We'll make this cheaper. And they did. And it also was selling like hotcakes. They were buying them nonstop. So one guy decided on his YouTube video to get the guys who actually made the first Velocity. He brought them all in. And he took a clone Velocity. And one on, it's a one-of-one clone. And he put it in front of him and said, can you tell the difference? They said, absolutely. He said, okay, no packaging, just here. And he handed them two RDAs. They took it apart, looked at it, tested the metal, they're tapping on it, get their little calipers out, checking the thicknesses. And they said, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, that one's authentic and that one's a clone. The guy smiled and said, they're both clones, made by the same manufacturer. And he said, there's no way possible. They said, yep. And you can get a clone velocity for about 12 bucks or an authentic for 300. And even the guys who manufacture them, the guys who are sitting there on the CNC machine making them cannot tell the difference between the two. The, difference, the only difference is one is American metal and one is a Chinese metal. They look the same, they feel the same, they are in all abilities the exact same. There's no difference. I own an authentic and I own a clone. And I've put the same build and bolt them. I've vaped on them. I've dropped them. I've tapped on them. I've tried everything possible. There is no difference in them. Besides the one that was made in America cost me 300 The one I bought from China, I got on sale for a dollar. And there is no difference. But the American one, they say it's American made with the American pride. Your American pride is the same as the Chinese guy who got paid a nickel to make that. And I hate to say that, but there's no difference in them. I mean, we have another vapor over here. Am I incorrect about this? No. <laughs> the Velocity clones sell way more. Can I share you an interesting note on uh, on Apple? Yes. So the building where they make the where they, they manufacture the iPhones, they actually had to put a netting around it because people were jumping out of the window to kill themselves because of the working conditions. So Bill and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, like all COVID nineteen conspiracies aside, they have their of COVID. Okay. Um, they have uh, uh, their Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation have their buildings across the street from um, the Sky Needle in uh, or the Space Needle in Seattle. Okay. Now, in front of their building, uh, in front of the entrance, isn't like a covered awning. It's a net. It's. And I feel like like that was there to throw shade at Apple. Like, by the way, these are the these are the working. This is a shout out to the workers at Apple who uh, who are trying to jump out of the building. We got gotcha. you. We got gotcha. you. Come. See, there's a YouTube a channel. I'm about to get you to watch sometime. Me, it's uh, Jabo. Okay. He was who's Jabo? Jabo is a guy who worked for Wizmec as a as a mod manufacturing. He designed a lot of cool shit. Is that related to the Wizinator, the thing that covers up your your UA, your no. fake penis? No. But Jabo did a tour of a lot of the manufacturing of vaping in China. <clears throat> One thing I like about it is he went to this building and he always does a live. He doesn't try to like edit it to where you miss out on stuff. What he did is he shows you walking down the street towards the building, walking in the building. And my favorite one was Geek Vape. They make the Aegis mod, the waterproof, shockproof, dustproof, badass mod. 
And what happens is, on the outside of the building, it looks like a rundown crack house. There is boards over the windows. The side of the building's been spray painted in many different colors. You get to the front door, and there's a big guy wearing a suit just standing by a little door in the back of a building. You're like, okay, it's kind of weird. Then you open the door, and it has white marble floors. It's got crystal in the walls inside. They care more about the inside than the outside, but it's really cool to see what kind of street he goes. Yeah, those are made there. Those are made there. Those are, oh, there's Geek Vape. And I'm like, the fuck? It's a ghetto-ass building. No, it's not. It's beautiful on the inside. But he shows you all this stuff about the manufacturing process. And he mentions, this lady is making $3 this week. And she's putting all these chipsets in the front. Isn't it great? You guys are paying $150 for a mod that she's getting paid $3 a week to make a 1000 of them? I was like, J-Bo. He was not invited back to Geek Baby. The flip side of that is Nike does this, the same shit, man. Um, so Nike will, will pay uh, a child X amount of dollars a week. Meanwhile, they're selling the sneaker for $100, $150. Um, yep. We, we have a ridiculous market. For, us as people in America will pay that. Jordans, that cost $300 a pair. I will never buy a pair of $300 shoes. But guess what? Wade's bitch ass would buy them. To be fair, Nike's. like, oh, yeah. to be, see, but yet the, the shoe he's putting on his foot for, let's say $200, the Walmart $12 shoe will do the exact same thing. No, no, they, 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 they won't. I, they, they're, you're t- we are talking about a strong difference in, in quality between like the okay. Walmart knockoff Jordans versus actual I Jordans. have bought a pair of expensive DCs and the cheap Walmart shoes last longer on my feet. Okay. Um, you're, you're also wearing a skate shoe that you're not skateboarding in. So if you're talking about using something for its intended purpose, um, you're probably going to see someone do uh, not fuck up their ankles in a pair of actual Jordans versus the uh, uh, the, the Nike not or the, the Walmart knockoffs. But on the flip side, what what, what do the shoes do? They cover your feet so you can walk. No, yeah, none of these motherfuckers are like if you're spending three thousand dollars on a pair of Jordans, you're not playing ba- or paying basketball in them. Um, okay, they're staying in a box. You're hoping to resell them. Uh, back to the future shoes. Oh, the the yeah. Well, if I had the money. I'd buy one of those just to have it in my house. Yeah, but even then, you can buy like the the knockoff Halloween <laughs> version of the shoe for thirty bucks. Like, you can go to a Halloween outlet and buy the Marty McFly outfit for sixty bucks and get the shoes. I want the suit. I'll, I'll wear that all day long. I like that movie. <sighs> There's a but lot just, going it just, on It in makes there. it funny that we have people overseas that are taking a fucking piece of wood and some string and putting them on their feet, and they're wearing it, and they're proud of that piece of wood. Over here, we're like, you don't have those $300 Nikes? You're a broke bitch. Or, or using using tire rubber, yeah. Yeah, and that's us as people in America. We are that. I'd say I'm a bitch. We have to have the best of the best. Now, mind you, people, just so you all know, I drive a 2019 Charger, okay? I am no better than any of you guys, okay? I'm the same dickhead who has to have the nice new, nice new car. But that's just who we are as people in America. Over in, like, let's say, like Ethiopia, if they got a Pinto, they were royalty. So, I don't know if that's true because I've never been to Ethiopia. But I can tell you that, like, we are a spoiled people. Yeah. We are really, really, really spoiled people. And we love our comforts. If you take things away from Americans... Um, these things that are, it's just stuff, right? You take away the internet, watch what happens. Oh, fuck. Well, shit, man. We're going to pretend it's 1993. (laughs) 
Um, we have to work on word of mouth and, and get our news from the same fucking three stupid I mean, fucking sources that are lying to us. Imagine how we would be as a country in America, okay, if they took away cell phones for 30 days. I think we'd be a better place. I think. Do you think people would be okay with it? Oh, they wouldn't be okay. No, no. I think that people would fight you hand and nail. Like, you're going to take <laughs> away our cell phone? Well, how am I supposed to check my Instagram? Or my Snapchat. Or my TikTok. I still don't know what TikTok is. It's a fucking stupid short videos that people make to try and either sell shit or entertain others. And some people are using it to great effect, and some people are just using it. Um, it, it's sort of like any other social media platform. It kind of depends on how you use it. But as soon as it starts getting used by like fucking 45 year old soccer moms <laughs> to bitch about shit, as soon as Karen gets her hands on it, it's done. God damn it, Karen. Yeah, Karen and fucking Karen. All the Karens of the world. Karen and Carol. <laughs> just fucking it up. But it's just, we are that spoiled as a people that we have so much and yet we're still wanting more. And that's America. That's why other countries hate us. And, we, and it's our fault. We, every terrible thing that happens to us, uh, like not, not just as Americans, but generally speaking as a people, is something that we had coming to us regardless. So um, Italy, uh, at the very beginning of, this, uh, of, of COVID, and still kind of now, they were, they were on a very strict lockdown. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things that they did to themselves. Yep. Um, they, had a, they had a hug a Chinese day when people started getting sick because they didn't want um, people to... Uh, make the Chinese that are in the area feel uncomfortable. So you hug a, hug someone from China to, um, to do it. Hug some. I know we're on the cusp of a pandemic, but I need you to start hugging people. What people weren't realizing uh, when they compared our numbers to Italy mm-hmm. is that what they were doing in northern Italy, A, they have shitty air quality, right? Yeah. Um, and people have been living in the same apartments for you know their entire lives. Hundreds of families, generations have grown up in this apartment. <laughs> People live on top of each other. The air quality sucks. They've got an older population. There's lots of smoking. Um, and they had regular flights coming in from, from Wuhan. Um, and we were paying, not we, people were paying extra for something that, that said manufactured in Italy, but the labor was coming from China. The, the Chinese companies were flying people to work on, on the expensive Italian leathers from China. That These traditionally Italian companies were purchased by you know, Chinese conglomerates. Mm-hmm. They were importing their workforce, and people were pandering to whoever was sending them money and sending them people um, who were going to, uh, to work. And it was a lot of pandering. There was pandering and fear pandering. Um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting time to be alive, and I, don't, I when this is all wrapped up, when COVID nineteen is wrapped up, we are not going to be. Generally speaking, I don't think we're going to be any better people. I think when this kicked off, a lot of us were like, we're going to eat more fruits and vegetables. We're going to go outside. We're going to get air. We're going to do all these things to better ourselves. Most of us did none of that fucking shit. I went on a couple of walks with my dog and and smoked some weed. Um, I mean, it just goes to show we're so pampered, even when there's an ability to go do something that's good for us, we're like, or, instead of going for that walk, I can go buy a bigger TV, sit on my couch and watch movies on that 70-inch instead of that 55-inch TV. Meanwhile, I'm going to smoke some fucking high-grade hydroponic cannabis 
And, and sit on your bidet. And sit on my bidet. <laughs> uh, and that's just... that's. Have you used your bidet yet? Nope. Why not? We never ran out of toilet paper. You, you still haven't busted it out and did a little, you know, test run? Okay, so the water comes out of the ground at like 32 <laughs> degrees. I'm waiting until it warms up before I blast my asshole uh, with like 32 degree water. Shout out to Brandon Miller. Shout out to Brandon Miller. He did not wait. He didn't give a fuck. He did it dead of winter. Dead of winter. Right Shot up, that right up, Might as well as give, him, give himself a cold water enema. Um, Whew, his face in that video just lit up. He was so happy. I mean, if... If it clears out the dirt star, if it clears all the crevices, uh, all those little wrinkles around your asshole, then I, you know, it does its job. I mean, you need to bust it out. We need to do an, a podcast and let us know how that felt to sit on there. Do a podcast from the bidet. Ooh. Ooh, that's going to be a little rough, Bill. When that, when that cold water slaps it. It'll be that. a solo cast. It'll be a solo <laughs> Definitely cast. Definitely, you ain't getting the room full of people in your, in your bathroom with you to sit around. All right, Bill. Hey guys, let's talk about baseball. You could be, you could be a, you know, a G with it and pay the money and have a, a plumber come in and run some actual heated line from your hot water up to your bathroom for your bidet. You know what? I could do that. I could. You're do not that. going to do that. I'm no. You're gonna plug into that cold water. I'm just gonna fucking do it because no, we're <laughs> we're pansies. We're we've gotten we've gotten weak. So. One of the things that will boost your, your immune system, and this is proof, this has been proven time and time again, um, cold water, hot water. Like if you're uh, if you're in a sauna, sauna extreme heat kills whatever whatever's in the virus, right? Mm-hmm. Fuck, you could smoke yourself to the meat's falling off the bone. Mm-hmm. However, on the flip side of that, cold water does great things for your immune system as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the cure to COVID nineteen were taking a two minute cold shower. Americans wouldn't do it because we need that warm shower. Well, Bill, not to get too personal, but I only take cold showers. I don't take warm showers. Do you take room temperature showers or do you take cold? You cold, ice cold on the balls. When I was younger, uh, we had a wood stove in our house. Okay. And we had one of those long big lighters. We used to light the wood stove. My job was lighting the stove every morning. Well, one day I was a little tired and a little uh, out of it, and I rolled the paper up, threw it in the fireplace, and then I heard a whoop. And I opened the door and the flame came out and burned shit on my back, my face and shit. So in that, I can't stand heat. Like, in the summertime, Wade will tell you, he'll be able to verify, you will rarely see me out in the direct sunlight. Any kind of direct heat burns shit out of me. So my girlfriend hates getting in the shower with me because she'll have it on, like, hot. I'm like, all right. But that's, that's spots, women, though. And then Wait. I turn it as cold as I can get it. And I will stand that cold water and it'll beat on me. I'm just... I don't shiver and shake. I'm not like, oh my god, it's so cold. To me, it's just, it's nice. I jump in the lakes in the middle of the, you know, summertime. It's like, oh, the water's only at 50 degrees. I'm like, fucking warm to me. Yeah. So my wife likes the scalding water. You don't? No. You know your skin turning beet red from showering? Where, where it hurts, where it hurts to bathe? No, I don't. I'm not a big fan of that. Wait, do you take cold showers or hot showers? Cold showers. Bam. Lukewarm, cold. It's where it's at. But as a as a country in, in general, actually, you're saying that if they said, you know what, take a two minute cold shower, you won't get COVID, you'd see many a sucker moms going, fuck it, give me that COVID. I'm just gonna die. Yep. I'm gonna talk to the manager. You told them all. If you told people, we can get rid of all this bad, you know, whatever's going on with COVID bullshit. In my opinion, it's all bullshit. But whatever, get rid of all that. If you turned your cell phone off for a week, you'd see people saying, fuck you. I don't have it. It won't affect me. So did you catch, uh, I believe it was John Roberts. He is a uh, reporter for Fox. Uh, he hot-miked it, talking about the study out of Stanford 
uh, saying that they had, whatever the numbers were in California, they thought that the actual number of people that, that contracted COVID-19 was way higher uh, than they had uh, than they had, that they had anticipated. But there wasn't any real damage. People had a, a little bit of a flu, a little bit of a fever, something was wrong, a symptom. They didn't necessarily go to the doctor. Well, the CDC released a paper this morning saying that hospitals that had people there, and they said they were there with COVID, they got more funding. Yeah. yeah so therefore, me. someone's there, but you, oh shit, you have COVID. Now their funding just shot up by a hundred grand for that week. So if you got, um, if you died getting hit by a bus and you might have had COVID, it was treated as a COVID uh, death. Yep. You have 63 things wrong with you. Um, you've got you've got asthma. You're morbidly obese. You've got uh, you're, you're very susceptible to lung infections. Whatever you caught COVID nineteen and it and you die. It's a COVID nineteen death, not necessarily mm-hmm. um, everything you know, else. Everything else. So, uh, and man, I'm I'm probably going to get some shit for this, and I probably deserve it. Let me start out by saying rest in peace to to the late. Um, the late Fred the Godson, incredible rapper, mm-hmm. incredibly talented artist. Uh, he's no longer with us. However, that dude was not in great shape and rapped about having asthma. Um, I really thought that he was going to pull through, and I thought that he was going to be probably become a vegetarian and change his life. Um, didn't happen. But, but he didn't have that opportunity. The reality is, is that um, the I don't want to. S- there's a systemic racism that I think it's tied to, to COVID, that, it, that it's unintentional, um, and that it, it, this is kind of flashing a light that, uh, and, and maybe it's not racism, maybe it's classism, but when you have 2,000 or 3,000 people living in a building where you're sharing all of the, the same air, um, the, your, the, the same central heating, the same central cooling, all of your air circulation, is, uh, is, is going through and coming to the, all of everyone that lives in that building. You've got to take an elevator to get up to that, that, that eighth floor that you live on. Mm-hmm. Um, these aren't sanitary uh, conditions. And if one person gets sick, lots of people are going to get sick. Mm-hmm. Especially if, you know, when you're not getting fresh air, you're not getting clean air, your, your diet sucks. Um, you're not doing things to take care of yourself that you know you should be doing anyway. But... The reality is, is that we don't do enough to to educate people on the things that um, that are, are going to keep them alive longer, healthier, happier, or we charge them extra for the knowledge, or we misinform them completely and call it a free education. Now, inform me if I'm wrong, but if, if anybody, if I'm wrong and I offend anybody listening to this, my bad. I don't know of any person who's died of COVID who was completely healthy and had no other issues. So, um, one of my wife's friends, okay. her husband passed away yesterday from COVID-related illnesses, and he was he was a dude that didn't have any health issues. COVID-related? What does that mean? Well, he uh, it was it was COVID. Like he he caught the flu, okay. uh, and then and then he died. So um, he had nothing else. He didn't have asthma. He didn't my have understanding. Issues. I don't, I don't know this man. I'm not familiar with his medical history. All I have is the information that I received from my yep. wife who received it from her friend who was grieving. And I feel bad for that. Anybody who's passed away, I generally feel bad for that person, their families who have dealt with that. But I don't think it's like 
AIDS. You don't die of AIDS. Yeah, you die of your your, your diminished uh, immune system, <coughs> your um, your inability to to care for yourself. Mm -hmm. However, one of the things that YouTube is doing is they're taking um, videos off of YouTube because people are recommending vitamin C. So there's a guy by the name of Dr. Shiva. He's running for uh, Senate in Massachusetts. The man invented email. You can look it up. You Google who invented email, you're going to find Dr. Shiva. Uh, the guy's got five degrees from MIT. He's a master of what they call of, of like systems analysis and figuring out how systems work. He's been doing videos on, on the immune system and how to boost your immune system, what you should be taking versus what they are uh, telling you to take, and he's being censured. He's being censored. Uh, guys like, um, uh, oh, shoot. Uh, not young Pharaoh. There's a there's a couple of couple of guys on Instagram who are doing some really really good work, and their their stuff's getting pulled because it's contrary to what the world it's a little contrary to what the World Health Organization uh, is saying. But what we're learning is that at the highest levels, um, the World Health Organization is as corrupt as they're they're ever going to be. Um, they're getting major funding. They got <coughs> crazy funding uh, from China and told us China was doing a great job of uh, containing this virus. Meanwhile, China wasn't doing shit to limit the flow of people leaving the country. They were, they were covering up people getting sick in the first place. The doctor who blew, um, who, who blew the whistle on what was coming out of China, he was censured and then he died. And he's no longer with us. And you have journalists uh, in China who were being quarantined with the sick people um, because they were reporting on it. So. The World Health Organization is not an organization that you should trust because they are corrupt at such a high level. Um, the dude who is in charge of the World Health Organization is not a doctor. He's a bureaucrat. Uh, and his job is to do what all bureaucrats do and keep the engine moving. All right, Just keep the, keep the vehicle moving and not letting it stop. It's weird that we have celebrities, people who are famous for whatever, the, whatever it is, singing, dancing, acting, doing fundraisers for the World Health Organization, which has a budget of fucking billions of dollars. So you're telling me that I should donate money to support the World Health Organization, which I know is uh, masking illnesses, which is telling people they're doing a great job when you can very clearly see that they're not. China botched their handling of, um, of COVID-19 at the very beginning, but the World Health Organization was telling us that they were doing a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. What we're learning is that the, the illnesses are going back to October. We're going back like six months with people getting sick. And and when April rolls around, we're, we've all got to play possum. And see, there's a, going back to something that I love to watch, which is wrestling, there's a wrestler, his name is Raven. Okay. Okay, his real name, What's it like being a wrestling fan nowadays? Because you're, you're, the wrestling is, is in hollow holes. Have you been watching any of them? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I really enjoyed the way that the WWE did Undertaker's WrestleMania match. Okay. Mind you, Undertaker is in his 50s. The dude's had so many surgeries. He only wrestles at WrestleMania, the biggest show of the year. Okay. And he prepares for a year for that one match, and then he recovers and prepares for that match again the next year. This year was different because they didn't have fans in the arena. They were able to actually edit and make a really cool match by having bits and pieces all put together. So he could actually go there and film a couple moves and then go home, relax for a couple days, go back, do a couple moves, 
do some different videography stuff, pan the cameras around. Do I refuse to believe that, man. Don't make wrestling fake for me. It was really awesome to see that match. And the way they did it was beautiful. It was as a fan of wrestling who hates when they try to expose it like that, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it got some of the best ratings of all the wrestling reviewers saying, oh my gosh, this was phenomenal. This was done very classy. It wasn't done cheap. You know what I mean? The way they did it was just perfect. All the way they did camera angles, the smoke, the lighting, everything was done to make that match probably the match of last year or match of this year so far. Who do you, who do you fight? AJ Styles. Okay. And it was a match where it like shows him on top of a roof fighting and he throws AJ off and the camera pans down. AJ's laying in a stack of lumber all laid out. And then they pan up and take her standing on the rooftop looking down at him. AJ then gets up and tries to crawl away. Taker then crawls down the ladder. And they just, the way they did all the camera and all the work, a lot of people really liked it. They could make it an action movie. They could make this a yearly thing where Tigger could come in and do a match a year, but take three months to film it. Can so we just call him Tigger? Tigger? Tigger. Call him Tigger. Yeah. But what I was getting to with this is uh, Scott Levy, a.k.a. Raven, is, he did a few different podcasts about COVID, and people are like, well, who do you think you are to have any input? He has an IQ of 148, which is in the highly gifted, extremely intelligent range. The man has passed the bar in almost every state. He has, he is a doctor, he's a lawyer. He takes and gets degrees for fun when he's bored. He did an interview in 90, no, 2003. They asked him, if you've passed the bar in all these states and you have all these degrees and you're a licensed doctor and you're a lawyer, why do you wrestle? And he said, because in my office as a lawyer, I can't hit you with a chair if you make me mad. He has been known to have some of the most gory graphic matches where he has, like, take barbed wire to chairs until people hit me and have the chair full of barbed wire. Let's see what happens. Tear my skin up. He enjoys wrestling. And he came out and said, this COVID thing, although not to downplay its seriousness, is going to get blown out of proportion because the media and he goes you can tell me I'm wrong but until you bring someone with a higher IQ to me and tell me I'm wrong I'm pretty sure I'm right and you're wrong and I was like okay you, you're a pretty smart man there are lots of people that say that though and they, they immediately get shut down because it's contrary to the information that is being presented by people who are paid to present you information uh, through faulty means, using faulty well, uh, faulty numbers. That one video I saw a year ago, where it had all the different people in the uh, press giving the whole other press is fake news, and it was literally verbatim. They Sinclair all, Media. Yep. Yeah, the Sinclair Media video, which is um, it, it's a it's an accurate representation of 100%. what of what we're hap- of what we're seeing, um, and what's happening. I don't know, man. We're gonna see what happens when this is all wrapped up, but I don't think. I don't think Americans are going to be any better, and we're still going to be just as equally divided. I fi- I thought the big boogaloo would be, I, I don't know, it's potentially coming this summer. What is? The big boogaloo. You think so? Google that bitch. Um, this summer is the go down? I, I think, I think so. I think, um, I think that the, um, the COVID-19 was a precursor? Well, I think that it was I think it was treated the way it was treated. Okay. To scare people. Okay. 
to make people feel like, okay, now we really, really need our government. So it's weird. Really it's weird seeing people on the left who are like, you can't trust authority. You can't trust the man. You can't trust the police. You can't trust this. You can't trust the government. Now they're saying, well, Dr. Fauci said that we should stay inside. This, this person said that we should stay inside. The World Health Organization says that we should do this. But the World Health Organization said a whole bunch of shit throughout the years that turned out to not be 100% truthful. Anytime that you deal with a bureaucracy that has a budget of billions and billions of dollars, you're going to get a lot of bullshit because a lot of people have to justify their existence. You also had... Um, in, uh, you also had riots and protests in Hong Kong. You had riots and protests in Paris. Now you're telling people that they can't congregate and get together? Well, I spoke to a friend of mine. I'm not saying no names because he is an officer of law. And I was questioning him. I said, now, we have our governor's mandates. He said, yeah. Are those law? And that's where he just stared at me. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, these mandates, are they law? Can you define that more, Dave? And I was like, okay. To me, I have to be 21 to buy alcohol. That's a law. That's written on the books. That's a statute. Or even vaping. Being of age 19 to vape in Alaska, which it still is, is 19.16.1. I know that law. If you show me anywhere in the written law, it says I cannot have friends at my house for a barbecue. And he says, I can't. Then how is that mandate law? Strong recommendation. Strong suggestion. That's what sir. he said. He goes, it is a strong suggestion, and we are not able to come into your house if you have 20 people over and arrest everybody. We can show up and say, hey, what are you doing? You probably shouldn't be doing this. But at the end of the day, it's your home. It's your choice. We will not. He goes, and without a warrant, we can't come in your home anyway. So we can come there on your front door and say, hey got 30 cars out here you guys what are you doing i can say nothing and that's it but people believe the government says mandate this mandate that that it's law if they have to follow the government says you don't leave your house unless you absolutely have to then it's just wad day driving by if you hear the phone guys if you hear bass that's just wad day cruising by in his truck on the road yep that's wad day poor guy <laughs> but uh that's not law that's a suggestion from the governor. So people freak out and say, Dave, when you go out to Fred Meyer, you go out to Walmart, do you wear a mask? And I tell him, no. But the governor said you have no. He suggested it. And I don't have to follow his suggestion if I don't want to. Now, if he made it a law, I'd put that face mask on. I never saw him wear a mask. No. And people were saying within six feet of each other. That was kind of funny. I did enjoy the video with Trump. Did you see that video, Bill? Which one? With the lady who said she was sick, had the had the fever, and cough. No. Oh, it's been all over the news. Bill, look it up. Sarah will verify this. Trump is standing there with this little lady next to him. And she goes, folks, on, this is on a Sunday. She goes, on Friday, I had a fever. On Saturday, I had a severe cough. And Donald Trump, our president, was right next to her. And he said on TV, oh, hell no. And walked off stage and left. He left the building. He got the fuck out of there. Yeah, don't come to work if you're sick, folks. <laughs> it mean, was just the fact she's like, I had a fever. And I had been coughing to see Trump look at her. Hell no. And just leave. That was his choice. He could have stood there and said, okay. Kind of people wearing a mask. That's your choice to wear a mask. 
I'm not going to fault you for it. You wear a mask, go ahead. Wear your mask. But at the same time, don't fault me and those people that are like me who don't feel the need to wear the mask. You know what I'm saying? You, if I go to the store, I get so many looks. I actually had a guy approach me at Walmart two days ago. You're not wearing a mask. And I was like, you are. And we had to stare down for a good 30 seconds just standing there. It's like vaccinations. Like, if, if, if I don't vaccinate my kids, but you vaccinate yours, uh, your kids aren't going to get sick from what my kids get. So why do you give a fuck? Um, and then to make it a man- mandatory by law for your kid to get vaccinated to go to school? We're going we're gonna to inject you with a whole bunch of stuff that you don't know what's in it. Um, because Just because. Just yeah. because somebody yeah. said it was a good idea. Um, yeah. We live in interesting times, man. And, and it's going to get more interesting as times go on because if we do lose China, I'm excited to see how people react. Oh, man. We're going to start making sneakers again. We're going to see how, how serious people are about well, making we America great again. the bill phone come out? You make your own phone to be able to sell people? Um, I'm still trying to get people to buy my t-shirts. I'm just shout out to Woken Bake Podcast, folks. Buy a t-shirt from Bill. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, also, <laughs> by the way, um, because this is this is all official now. Right now, in the state of Alaska, anyone who is listening to this podcast right now in the state of Alaska on this particular day, um, you can go to the state of Alaska and you can get a free business license. So, guess what actually exists on paper? What Woken Bake Clothing as well as Woken Baked Media. What about Woken Bake Accessories? Ooh. Like if let's what do you say. Uh, somebody I know had a vinyl machine and could make some milk and bake vinyl decals. Could Bill sell those? I don't know that I could necessarily sell those. I could post them up on the wall and fucking tag the shit out of some stuff. But as far as like stickers, like doing stickers, oh, I'm, I'm going to have John Stocks do them and I'm going to fucking blast them on everything. Because, um, you, you know, I can get them cut for you. I know. So I know. we can put milk and bake on everything. Ladies and gents, if you need, uh, if you need your your company tagged on some vinyl. Dave knows somebody. Yeah, and we can get Wilkin Bake on cars. Dude, we can start making Wilkin Bake bumper stickers on the cars. Bootleg everything. Yes. We're going to bootleg everything. We're going to... As long as we change one little part of the picture, it's not copyright infringement. True story. Just so make if somebody it has a Winnie the Pooh, we just give him a lazy eye, guess what? That's not Boo Boo the Bear, and we're good. Yeah, he's he's lazy eye. He's <laughs> the lazy eye burr. He's the burr. <laughs> No, I mean hypothetically, you give yeah. him the biggie, the biggie smalls lazy eye. Oh, now you shit. got, now Biggie you Bear. got Biggie Bear. Yeah, you got Winnie the Pit, uh, Winnie the Pooh, with his lazy eye in a Kooji sweater. Maybe um, we're rocking some knockoff Jordans. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. We got well, he's from New York, so you got to. He's got to be rocking Tim's. Tim's. Yeah. No limbs. All right, little knockoff version. Branches. There. Ooh, yes, the, the stump. We'll call it the stump. <laughs> Stumps. Stumperlins. Stumperlins. Oh my god, we could do this, Bill. Yeah. We have so much fun. And we absolutely should. I mean, here's the great thing is uh, about the COVID, right? And and a lot of people have lost their lives. And I don't want to diminish it, right? No, that's respect um, to all that. Respect to, to everyone who's lost their lives um, that, that would still be here if not for COVID. The reality is we're all going to buy the farm. And so most of us need to lighten up and have some fun. Yep. Because... A lot of people didn't, and they had very short, uncomfortable, painful lives. And a lot of people just can't. Uh, for whatever reason, they, they just can't have fun. They can't relax. They can't do the things that they want to do. So in order to honor those that are no longer with us, you got to do the shit that you want to do. So long as you're not hurting anyone, then who gives a fuck? That's, that's my theory on it. People get so pissy about stupid shit that it annoys me. Like me. Everybody knows like, my loud stereos. But I, do, I listen to my music loud as fuck. But I do it respectfully. If I'm at a stoplight, I turn it down. 
because the card is me should be forced to listen to the music I'm listening to. But the minute that light turns green, I'm going to crank my shit up and shake your car. If you don't want to hear it, you have the ability to turn the fuck off the road and go a different direction. Or slow down or speed up. But no. They want to ride right next to me and flip me off. And I'm like, you know, you got all that road in front of you to speed up. Or all about you to slow the fuck down. Well, you what are you listening to normally? Wide array of music. Um, recently, probably sucks. I'm just going to say that that's probably why they're flicking you off. I mean, like, I don't recently, to to that shit. I've been doing a lot of uh, altered music. A lot of like the struggle Jennings, Jelly Roll's new album. Can't stop playing the new album, Jelly Roll. Um, I've been playing some of the old school, it's the old Three Six Mafia. Just loving it. And if they don't want to hear that shit, then don't. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah, because you're just but trying to tear the club up. I ain't trying to hurt nobody with my music. But you know, Slob My Knob's a great song. It is. <laughs> it is a great song. Um, and what I didn't understand is like, white girls love that song. Oh, yeah. White, you're in a club? White, white girls, they're going to snap on my arm like corn, corn on, on the cob. cob. Check uh, in with me and do your job. You hear that in the club? Girls run to the dance floor. I'm like, you know you're dancing to a song about you sucking dick. And, and they know like, it. It's yep. like Lil Wayne, his song Lollipop. I watched so many girls get down dancing dirty to that song. I'm like, you know what you're singing about, right? Or you're dancing about, right? It's a good song. Okay. They know what's up. They you know what's up. You know what you're they, doing. They, they know exactly what they're doing. Um, I mean, there's no get. I mean, you can kind of use, like, like I guess the idea of metaphor. He's talking about something else with lollipop. The slob on my knob, like corn on the cob. Um, uh, Late on the bed and give me head. I mean, he lists it out black and white. There's no... There's no getting around it. Um, by the way, best YouTube video ever is the two white girls singing that. Um, I don't know it's the best one, but damn it, it's a good one. But to me, it's just... Enjoy life. If you want to hear that song and you're a 60-year-old man... Fucking crank it up in your Cadillac and roll around town, and who cares? But you can get some dirty looks from people who shouldn't be judging you because of your music choice. I mean, those are people that shouldn't be giving head or getting head or probably not getting head. Or I mean, giving you more. Or yeah, life. Your life would be a little bit different if you're you're you're. There's a video I have fine for you, Bill. It's Which a bunch I... of a uh, bunch of darker gentlemen in okay. southern Louisiana sitting up their cars on 30-inch rims, cranking their rap music up. This car with bigger rims rolls up real slow. And the when you say darker gentlemen, you mean black guys? Yeah. Okay. And they're playing the music that I love. And this old white dude rolls up in his Cadillac on bigger rims, and he gets out, and he starts dancing to their music. And now I was like, oh, shit. That's cool as fuck. These dudes start dancing with this old white man. The old white bitches across the street were glaring at the old white dude. And I was like, that is America right there. That these 20-year-old black guys can dance with a 60-year-old white man and enjoy the music and enjoy their cars together. That's what it's about. Not these old bitty-body bitches across the street glaring at the old white man because how dare you play that music and have that car. Happy people don't shoot up movie theaters. And if you have bass in your car, then you understand the pleasure that comes with that. It, it, it's a real pleasure for It me. is. It's a boost. I it's mean, definitely a boost. When my car stereo works, I'm happy. How about you, Bill? Um, when it works, yeah. Which mine, uh, mine is hit or miss. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Shout out to Safe and Sound. Soldat. Safe and Sound Soldat. And I haven't taken my shit to Safe and Sound Anchorage. Um, That's a way cool shot. There. May or may not be ever be taken back to Safe and Sound Soldatna. Um, shout out to Alaska Car Shop. Um, Seth and Steve. <laughs> Seth and Steve and the whole fucking crew over there. Shout out to, uh, is it Jesse? Jesse Doctor over there? Cody. Cody Doctor, sorry. Cody and his dad, his dad's girlfriend, Celeste, over there at uh, Charlotte's. 
Oh shit! That's yeah. wait. That's his Cody's dad. Cody's dad is the cook. Cody's dad is Corey. Yes. Whoa! You didn't know that? No. Mind explosion for Bill. Man, that's cool. So for those of you who who don't know, <laughs> um, Charlotte's in Kenai is a place that um, has been donating meals to the Lee Shore Center. Now our Lee Shore Center is a center for. Uh, women and children who've been displaced by uh, family violence. Mm -hmm. And this restaurant, Charlotte's and Kenai, was donating meals to this place during COVID mm -hmm. um, to make sure that these folks had, had good meals. Did you hear about McDonald's, what they're doing? What is, what is McDonald's? If you pull in the drive through there or you have the app, they are donating a free meal to any first responder right now. You just show them your first responder's license, your ID, whether you're a fireman or EMT or a cop or anything at all, your food's free. Yeah, but you still got to eat McDonald's. Like, I'm not... I felt, like, disgusted with myself when I... Like, during this, this COVID, like, I'm sure I've got food at the house. Probably good, clean, much healthier food. Yep. And I find myself getting, like, a Big Mac to deal with the pain. Okay. Now, on the flip side of that. Yep. Okay? Thank you for doing that. People that are ordering out food right now for these takeout restaurants, thank you to them, too. Yo, shout because out to, to, to Schnitzel Bomber, shout out to Kenai River Brewery, shout out to all of these places Acapulco's, that have Pocos, all the places that are doing it. Because yep. guess what? When you buy food from there, you're helping that business stay afloat in a tough time. Yeah, but I could have gone to another store burger place. And you're buying food from the store and going cooking it yourself, good for you. But once a week, help out a local business. True story. True story. But because would you they're still having their they, people still have families. Absolutely. The young people at McDonald's, although it may be McDonald's and we all know it's shit for food, they're still having employees that still need paychecks. True story. And True right story. now, I, could, I got the PPP loan. I'm trying to get it myself right now. That thing is a motherfucker to get. So it's just right now, trying to keep your employees paid is a bitch. So my understanding is that a lot of the money for that mm -hmm. is, is already gone. And a lot of it is gone because... They just yesterday, reissued a new... $32 billion to the PPP fund. So the majority of that was taken actually by larger industries, mm -hmm. not by... So it was... Now it's 50 employees or less are the only ones going to apply for it. Perfect. Um, it should have been that way from, from the beginning because I, I, I don't think that a lot of the companies that took the money necessarily, A, needed the money. Um, well, to an extent because you have places like uh, Kroger, which is uh, Fred Meyer yeah. in down south Kroger, a lot of stores. They gave all their employees a $2.00 raise in this time right now. No shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. I had a few friends that are making like 20 bucks an hour. They're making 18 an hour at Fred Meyer. They said, if you worked on this time frame, you get more money. Home Depot doubled their employees' salary. As they should. They said, right now, if you're working one in Kenai, I know for sure, because I have friends work there, they're all getting paid up to 12 hours a day. If you're working, you can work, and you get double time for the full 12 hours a day. Trying to help their employees that are still there, because a lot of them called out for COVID and said, I'm going to get paid an employment, sit at home. I don't want to fucking work. The ones that are still there working get paid double. I don't think you can get unemployment if you quit. Not for six weeks. And then once you get it, they with the COVID, they back pay you $600 a week for six weeks. There's people that are getting paid lots of money to sit on unemployment right now. And my biggest concern is this. Let's say Bill worked McDonald's, okay? okay. Good for you, Bill. And you're making $600 a paycheck every yeah. two weeks. Well, now you get unemployment. And they're going to pay you from the state of Alaska $240 a week. Okay? But the government stimulus is giving you an additional $600 a week. So now Bill is making $1,800 every two weeks to sit at home versus $600 to go to work. 
So once, and the thing is, that money has already been given to the states and it's already guaranteed to the unemployment up and through August. So now let's say in June, they say, you know what? Everything's open back up, go back to work. Are you going back to work to make that $600 every two weeks or stay at home and make 1800 every two weeks? See, I don't know how long they're going to have the, the, the choice to do that. From what I've understood, from everywhere I've read, that money for the unemployment is guaranteed to them until August. And people are like, okay, I'm going to sit at home till August. Yo, fucking summer vacation on the Kenai, ladies and gents. If you are at home in Montana and you're like, I fucking don't have a job, shit sucks, what am I going to do? Go on vacation. Fuck it. Just make you sure the state's it. open. You earned it, boo-boo. Because right now you're going to come here and sit in a hotel room you have to pay for for two weeks and not be able to go nowhere. Potentially. But the um, thing is, how about instead people take that money and like pay off shit in debt? They're not going to do that because how many people were going out the day that this happened and, and fucking the day they got their stimulus check and, and looking at cars? You know, I'm going to put down $1,200 on a new vehicle. Okay, to my defense for me, Bill, I didn't get a stimulus check. I got the car because I wanted it. <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. I wanted the charger. I went and bought it. But I told they people, from my friends, from Sabs and friends, were at car lots. They haven't, they've seen a major decrease in car sales because no one's buying cars because no one's got a job. It's hard to approve someone for a loan if you got a job. But if you have a fucking switch, you can sell that bitch on Facebook for 500 bucks right now. If you have a big screen TV, you could sell the shit out of that. But if you have, if you're a person who's been living off of $600 a month and you have credit card debt of like five grand and you could use this money to pay that credit card off, are you going to do it? Fuck no. I know. I've known a couple of guys that did. I do know. I have a couple of friends that um, have taken their, their stimulus check and they've paid off debt. So my recommendation. What percentage of friends? Out of, 100, out of 100 friends, how many did? I don't know. I don't. Uh, I didn't. I don't try to ask what people do with their money, because um, it's just it's not at all my business. Yeah. But with that being said, um, how about this, America as a general, Americans in whole, what percent you think took that money and paid off debt? Ten percent. I think everyone that thought about it, everyone that, that with half a brain that fucking considered what they were going to do with that, that $1,200, how they were going to get the, the most out of it. And, and sure, some assholes bought TVs, some assholes bought this, some folks did this, but a lot of them used it for its intended purpose. At least I hope they did. Uh, according to uh, the internet there, Amazon sold more TVs that day than they did on Black Friday. Yeah, because you can't go to Walmart. So you can go anywhere you want. You can go to Walmart, Walmart every day. Fuck it. Go to Walmart.com. Get free delivery. Yeah, look at the look around the parking lot to your car. They'll wear masks. My daughter's school brings out her homework for me. Leave it on the curb. I pull up, say her name to a person wearing a mask. They say they called into a radio. They step back. Someone carries it out wearing a mask, puts it on the sidewalk. They then walk away. I get out of my car, walk around, and pick up her homework, put it in my car, and I leave. I ordered pizza from Big Daddy's. It was like that. Was it good? Yeah, it's always good. Um, by the way, shout out to, to Big Daddy's. Um, yeah, so you order your pizza, they, um, they bring it out, they, they leave it on a table, and you come pick it up. Um, you, you pay by phone, and you just you go from there. Okay, Papa John's supposed to do that, and I've ordered it here a few times for the employees myself. They come inside. I'm like, you're supposed to leave it on the fucking front stoop. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't want you in my shop. You're supposed to not be doing this. But you don't give a fuck. I want, and I, it's not that I care what you know, them bring COVID. I don't give a shit about it. I just want them to get in trouble from their bosses. Yeah, because Shaq's going to come down and he's going to come down pretty hard on them. Give him his lizard tongue. 
Yeah, fucking all them them, <laughs> them fucking lizard people. <laughs> the the flip side of this, right, is the, the complete other side. Yeah. Of this is is there's been a, a sort of there's been a mass awakening of Americans to like that that you're. The people that are supposed to be telling us the truth are very clearly lying to us. The media yep. is not your friend. The media mm-hmm. is a business. They operate as a business. Their job is to sell advertising, not tell you what's actually going on. And I think people are starting to realize that. The flip side of that um, is that people are really not, um, they're not, a lot of people aren't really doing anything with that information. Right? Mm-hmm. They're just kind of accepting that, well, we know that these people are lying to us. What are we going to do about it? Well, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to live. We're going to learn. We're going to go on. Rather than, uh, A, create their own media, B, do their own research, C, do whatever it is that they have to do to do the things that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just kind of being very comfortable getting into that one position of now I'm just going to be um, a, a receiver of, of all of this data, all of this information, and not, again, not fucking do anything with it. Um, this was, this all of this was an opportunity, I think, for a lot of people to do something with themselves, and uh, whether it was, okay, now you get to do at home and stay at home and do push-ups and better yourself. Nah, a lot of folks just fucked around on Netflix and watched Tiger King. Nothing wrong with that. However, you gotta do something with the actual time at hand, especially when you have something like Netflix that exists to misinform and program people. So, um, for example, uh, going back to, um, what the fuck is that douchebag's name? Uh, Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey got in a lot of trouble for doing a lot of shit that he was doing that we all kind of knew he was doing anyway, right? <laughs> like, yep. um, Family Guy, if Family Guy made a joke about you uh, doing fucked up shit, you were probably doing fucked up shit. And Kevin Spacey was one of those guys. Um, if I recall correctly, the scene was a, like a kid running away from Kevin Spacey yep. uh, on the show. Um, so Netflix would have had to have been aware of that when they hired him and brought him on for House of Cards. right? They would have had to have known that. They are not going to invest millions and millions of dollars into a and show and not do research. So it's like when anyone says that Oh, we just didn't know that Harvey Weinstein was like that. Nah, fucking um, Oprah Winfrey knew. She did a lot of business with that guy, and she didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, she tried to get Harvey laid because she was doing business with him. And if she got some young pretty girl to have sex with him, that means she didn't have to. Uh, she is a businesswoman. Yep. Um, Shouts out to the girl who had to suck his dick. For man, there were a lot of them. Um, for Oprah. <laughs> oh, for Oprah. Yeah. Man, it's... Just, it's like, but, nope. but we're realizing that, that these these water walkers are all fucking liars. Like, they exist to sell us things. Oprah is a businesswoman. She's got a magazine, a TV station. Um, and Oprah wouldn't have got where she was at without people wanting her to be there. Yeah, absolutely. So you have, um, you have folks that have done a lot of business with her over the years. Um, continue to do business with her, but they treat her like she's a she's a fucking hero. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, she's she's a businesswoman. She's a cold, calculated businesswoman. If ever there was one, and if we're honest with that, um, you know, then then that's then we have to address those things. Oprah is not here for the betterment of mankind. No. Um, neither was neither was Harvey Weinstein. Uh, neither was anyone who is making a buck off of any of this. Um, but we did learn, we did learn that a lot of the conspiracy theories that we were following are certainly not true. A lot of those folks that they say, oh, 
so-and-sos are gonna get arrested on Good Friday. Like Good Friday in the Q community. Are you familiar with the Q community? Yeah. Um, so for those of you that are at home and not familiar with the Q community, uh, it's just, um, they do what are called Q drops, which are vaguely written sure. uh, posts about things that may or may not be happening. Uh, sometimes they'll say like the hunter will become the hunted, which was probably a reference to Hunter Biden. This was a while before Hunter Biden became uh, an item in the news. Mm -hmm. um, which is weird because he became an item in the news for corruption and his father, who is just as equally corrupt, is running for president and may very well become president. But this goes back to the Q stuff. People that you were expected um, that were supposed to be arrested on Good Friday certainly never got arrested. A lot of people, again, uh, have gotten a bad rap from the conspiracy community. Nothing has happened to. So if so, if let's say talk horrible shit about Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is a terrible human being. Da 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 da. Um, Tom Hanks never got arrested. You know, Tom Hanks isn't in prison. Tom Hanks is a is a free man. So either a the system is absolutely corrupt, or Tom Hanks isn't such a bad guy. And he just got fucked up uh, because people are fucked up. But, you know, I don't know. There is a lady that said that he did, uh, she, uh, she was sold by her father to Tom Hanks. Damn. Yeah, you can, you, this is all shit you can look into. But he's not suing her. He's not suing her for saying that uh, her father sold him to Tom Hanks for sexual purposes, right? She's calling Tom Hanks a pedophile. He's not doing anything. To, he's not suing her. He's not trying to shut her up. He's just... She's just existing. However, Tom Hanks' son, um, not Colin Hanks from, uh, from Orange County, but uh, uh, the other one, whatever his name is, uh, uh, Chet. Chet Hanks. Chet Hanks? Chet Hanks, the Chetster. The Chetster has an Illuminati, has the all-seeing eye tattooed on his chest. Yeah, like it's a fucking medieval coat of arms. Like Batista, yeah. Like Batista. And I, I'm starting to firmly believe that, like, that is, um, that exists for, like, if, if Tom Hanks is Illuminati, right, if, that, if he mm -hmm. is then the dark arts guy, uh, then that has to be, that, that tattoo on the chest has to be, like, a money shot. Like, you get to a certain level in the Illuminati, you get to a certain level of power, you get to face fuck the person of anyone who, uh, of anyone who has that tattoo on their chest. Um, but you also have to realize that a lot of these folks probably aren't fucking rocket scientists and they got the shit because they thought it looked cool. Okay, but um, now, Bill, if you had the ability to face fuck anybody, would you really pick Dave Batista? Um, if I was doing it to prove a point. If it's like, I've got five billion dollars and the world is sucking my balls, I'm going to face fuck Dave Batista because I can. I'm saying that, and Dave Batista's probably going to find me and face fuck me. And there's nothing I... He's a big dude. He's going to crush my skull. Yeah. And that's, and that's how I die. I, I die because um, Dave Batista is like, oh, really? This is what, how you feel about me? I'm going to fuck your head off. And that's how it happens. That's how I die. But until then, until Dave Batista fucks my face to death... I am going to assume that, that that tattoo on your chest means that that's sort of a, a fucking bullseye <laughs> for uh, for Illuminati guys. You know, same thing with same thing with Tom Hanks' kid. If you've got one of those tattoos on your chest, basically what you're saying is my mouth is open for your Illuminati business. <laughs> that's so fucked up. Probably true though. <laughs> <laughs> 
But what if it? What if it was? What if that's what? Like, if let's let's imagine, and, and God forbid, Dave Batista, something terrible happens to him. Like, what if we find out? Like, that's what it was, Dave Batista, from the very beginning. But then, what he does that mean? He started to lose his fame and was like, "Sucking dick, and I can get famous I, again." I'm just gonna be famous forever. Gotta gotta get my house take paid off. I mean, because how many dudes? go from professional wrestling to broke as shit, right? Not a lot of guys go the the um, the route of of Hulk Hogan to, to go from wrestling into and transitioning into action movies. Um, and by the way, like, Dave Batista's best movie is probably a movie most people have never seen. It's called Bushwick. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. It's a cool movie about American Civil War, um, but most people have no idea that fucking movie exists. Great movie. Um, however... If you get into conspiracies, then you see the conspiracies wrapped up in the um, in the in Marvel and in, in the Marvel universe. This represents this. This represents this. This represents this. Um, and you have to be aware that that these things are out there. Like this is what they're trying to do when they do this. This is what they're actually trying to say when you say this. And then you have to make the conscious decision of whether or not you're going to invest your time or your energy into whatever it is that you feel that this movie or this character or this scene represents. Mm-hmm. That being said, I, you know, I'm sure Dave didn't have a problem cashing the check, but if you look at where some of those actors have gone um, and what they're doing now, they're all running in the same sort of weird fucking circles. Um, uh, fucking Star-Lord is having a baby with the Terminator's kid. Um, you've got Dave Batista. Doing Dave Batista stuff. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Um, Not wrestling anymore. No, he's no. Doing Guardians of Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, because uh, if you've got a, if you've got a billion dollars and and you can put him in a position, then you can put him in a position. Um, <laughs> and if you're hearing this, Batista, don't put Bill in that position. Have you watched the video on YouTube, Bill, of Snoop Dogg doing commentary? For what? For for fights. No, no, I've seen it. Um, I think you can get that as like a there's like a cheat code on on the last uh, UFC game where you can get well, Snoop to commentate it. Snoop sitting down with Joe Rogan doing commentary, and Joe shuts the fuck up and lets Snoop go on. And it was one of the Ultimate Fighters where the guy had the guy's feet. It was in, it was in guard, got the guy's feet and put him over his head. And Snoop Dogg deemed that the take my booty position. And he goes on about, don't give me booty. Oh, he's getting the give me the booty position. You're getting in the give, you're giving your booty up to him. And he goes on about that. And I was like, you know, it's funny as fuck to listen to it. And I thought about how that guy felt. Later on, going back and going, Snoop Dogg commentated my fight. And then listening to it. And be like, yep, I gave the get my booty on national TV. And Snoop Dogg told everybody. Yeah, Snoop Dogg is a man that rocks a perm, all right? So, like, I remember... 20 years ago, Snoop Dogg with, with uh, two women on a leash at the MTV Awards. Like, if, yep. you were, if you're upset about what Snoop Dogg has to say about you, you fucking need thicker skin, my friend. Um, <laughs> if you are at all worried about, like, Snoop Dogg, I remember fucking pictures of Snoop kissing Trump's ass, and now he's, you know, now he's shitting on Trump. Like, you were cool when, when he was just a rich dude, but now that he's uh, he's on the, the 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 opposite side of whatever your fake agenda is, uh, now he's a piece Ooh. of shit. You know, but but when you are on, we're we're all on the same side, and we're all capitalists, and we're all trying to make money, and we're all trying to better ourselves. Then you like him. Yep. Then you like him when he's the dude from NBC, when he's the billionaire who has fun being a billionaire. 
that was one of the things that uh, Russell Simmons was saying about his time hanging out with Trump in the 80s and 90s, was Trump was a billionaire who liked being a billionaire. Trump was having fun. Trump was slanging pussy. You he should. Was, uh, slanging dick and slanging pussy. I don't know if you're a millionaire, if you're a billionaire, get that ass. Have some fun. Do what you want with your life. You have the means to do what you want, do it. Because there is a kid working at McDonald's in Homer, Alaska, who can't afford to move out of his parents' basement and he's 30. And he, but that his goal is to be Donald Trump, right? The, but yeah, uh, you don't put the work in to be Donald Trump. Well, is it is it not wanting to put in the work or not necessarily having the opportunity? Because those are those are two two would, very separate it's, things. It is, but at the same time, I believe wholeheartedly you can do what you want with enough motivation in this world. It's whether you feel motivated to do it. If someone says, "Well, I can't do this because I live in Soldatna," then fucking move. But my family's here. Then shut the fuck up. If you want to go do something, then go do it. Well, we also live in, in an international world. Like, bless, bless that we have the internet. If you're a rapper in Soldatna, or you're a guitarist in Kenai, or you Podcaster live in... Podcaster in Kenai. Yeah. You have access to the internet. Like, I do Zoom meetings and, and Zoom, podcasts over Zoom with people who are all over the United States. I'd like to do it with people who are all over the world. Um, okay, the transition app. But you can, but you can communicate with people from all over the world, and you can get information from them to find out what's happening there. But at the same time, you can push and you can market whatever it is that you are doing. How many rappers in the last few years legitimately have come from nothing? Fucking um, Chance the Rapper came, was a SoundCloud rapper, and now he's doing commercials for Twix. Whatever you say about Chance the Rapper, the dude came from putting his music up for free on SoundCloud. Um, same thing with JPEG Mafia. Um, these these cats were coming from nothing and continually building their shit. Uh, Russ, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, the rapper producer Russ. It's okay, his music's not great, but he did it all himself. Um, this dude put out like 11 albums in two years and built his buzz himself. So like all the shit you talk about him, he's a dude that did it himself. He, he made the made it happen off of a laptop. Um. My phone's getting blown up by something. We should invite on the podcast while we're doing this. Who is this? Danielle. Who's Danielle? The girl we talked to the other day. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, watch this. Yeah. Hey, that's Bill. This is Dave. That's the microphone. Hey, Bill. We're doing podcasts. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, you guys are beautiful. Maybe maybe we won't come back. But Ooh, maybe we won't. Maybe, maybe we'll see him again. Maybe we'll see him again. And maybe, folks, if you tune in, you'll be able to hear Bill do a solo podcast from his bidet. Perhaps. Maybe you know what? It would be a little bit weird, but we could, we could. Don't rap. don't zoom me from your from your bidet. No, I'm gonna Facetime you. Are from you from the bidet? So one of, before, um, probably should admit to this out loud, but I'm going to and share it with the universe. Share with the saw bill. One of the things I used to do in my, my previous marriage and the, the the advent of cell phones with cameras, mm-hmm. I used to take pictures of my shit and send them to my ex-wife. Yeah, she would por- know you had safe portrait of Uncle Duke. <laughs> Uncle Dukey. All right, folks, on that note, thank you for tuning in. We Shout appreciate out to you guys. Uh, we'll definitely do more of these. Oh, for sure. All right, Godspeed. Toodles.